Hello, welcome to Jays from Home, a podcast about the Toronto Blue Jays, and uh, I guess also now Major League Baseball in general, and uh, so a little bit of Ottawa Senators. I, uh, I'm i Steve, and with me is my brother, Matt. I am here with you in a different room, recording via <laughs> Skype. Yes. Virtually. We are, we, yes, we, we see the digitalized versions of our faces uh from kilometers apart isn't technology a wonderful thing and um and also part of the virtual experiences are are we're on line on twitter at jays from home oh i see you did the uh promotion of twitter as our as our instructions <laughs> uh instructed i'm trying to i'm trying to see if i can figure out like a different way of of uh calling attention to Twitter each time, apparently. I've said it three different ways, I think, over the last three weeks. Well, that's a, that's a good good way to do it. It keeps things fresh. It keeps uh, keeps it interesting, keeps it fun. So, so yeah, I, that's going to be a new rule. You're going to have to come up with a different way <laughs> to uh, promote our Twitter page each time. So, uh, it's, yeah. Did you say actually what it was? At Jays from Home? I, I, I did. Was, I, I listened I did. to only like half the things that you say, so... <laughs> Well, uh, let's let's get right into it. We have results from the World Series. Uh, we were going to have a winner either way. I think we were. I think when we recorded last week, there was a possibility that it could end on Sunday. Yeah, but, uh, it was going into Game Five on Sunday. Uh, we were we record Sunday mornings uh, here in in uh, the capital of Canada, Ottawa, uh, in the <laughs> province of Ontario. Um, but I guess Houston won that game uh, to send it back to Houston. Game six, yep. yeah, and Atlanta won Game Six. I do. You, do you have the final score of that one? I Game I, Six was seven to nothing. I do believe. Oh, okay. Um, sadly, sadly, just a, a, a note uh, for Atlanta. Um, sadly, uh, Alex Anthopoulos uh, couldn't travel with the team because, although he's he's vaccinated, he did contract uh, COVID, so he had to watch from home. Oh, so uh, he was uh, Braves from home, I guess. Um, it, you know, another note, actually, we were talking last week about pitchers hitting in the World Series. Didn't you send me a note about a pitcher hitting, getting a hit uh, on Sunday night? Uh, on Sunday night, yeah, yeah, yeah. Zach Granke got a hit, and then they pinch hit him again. Oh no! What, the, no, the, on, on Saturday night he got a got a hit because he was starting that game, um, and then they they actually pinch hit him um, in in game five. I guess it probably was, um, even though like they had other other players on the bench. Uh, but but he but I guess he was at that time their best option to pinch hit, and he did indeed get a base hit. Well, I guess in that that situation it would be like, well, if you have other options on the bench, maybe they're just saving them for the for the opportune moment. Maybe, or they, or they just thought that uh, Zach Greinke could was reliable enough to get a base hit and get on base, and that's exactly what he did. They they made it a, a Moneyball movie moment, you know. When, I suppose when they build up to uh, uh, that big big hit in the uh, or big home run in the last last uh, and the fact game that, that they show, and the fact that they lost the playoff series too. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, okay. Well, that's that's pretty much all the results then. There's nothing else to go over as far as games go. So I think we should yeah, just yeah, end yeah. the podcast. Well, oh, okay, that's it. Yep. <laughs> no, well, Jorge, Jorge Soler uh, got MVP. He had a gigantic home run in game six. It, it actually left the stadium, uh, landed on outside on the street. And uh, uh, I guess some guys who were having like a, a World Series watch party went in and, and grabbed the ball. So oh, uh, I thought you were going to say landed in some guy's backyard or something. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it was it was sort of an anticlimactic game because it was over. Like it, 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 they, the, the Atlanta got off to a big lead early. So, uh, you know, I guess in, in this, this day and age, anything uh, is possible. But uh, Atlanta's the story about Atlanta was their bullpen and their bullpen shut down uh, Houston's offense uh, and throughout the game and throughout the series. So there you go. That's, and I that's think the, the I think. Story. Well, also, I saw uh, Freddie Freeman hit a home run in that game. Right. Mm hmm. So he, uh, they were leading six nothing, and he hit uh, the 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 seven nothing uh, uh, home run. Oh, so didn't mean very much, but still, that I was just thinking that uh, you know that's something that the Canadian Baseball Hall of Fame they might want to get that home run ball, even though it wasn't uh, a difference maker. But uh, maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd, maybe uh, I, I was just thinking too, like uh, uh, listeners can can go back to our our two interviews with with Scott Crawford and and. Uh, and get some some uh, details on uh, memorabilia. I think that was those were the the highlights for me of those interviews. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the it's 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 funny just because like I I I don't like to amass too many objects of 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 uh, just physical objects. I like to keep things pretty simple, but uh, I do also find a great uh, interest in, in, in trivial uh, bits of memorabilia like that. It, but I, I'd, I'd probably have like a baseball collection if I went to more baseball games and, and had the opportunity to catch baseball games. But at, at, out of 20 years or so, no, no, more than that, almost 30 years of going to, to baseball games, I've only ever gotten one baseball at a baseball game, and it was back in the day of the AAA links. Mm. And, that, and, and, and uh, I think a player just tossed it to me, so it wasn't <laughs> even like a foul ball or anything. Well, um I, I, I'm not a big memorabilia collector either, but it's kind of neat to see stuff in, in a museum setting. Uh, well, no, I, I, keeping with the World Series, though, uh, I think we both have strikeouts relating to the World Series. Mine is that the the, uh, the World Series winner won on the road. I, I can't remember the last time a World Series winner won at home, but uh, I this isn't uh, just a World Series thing. I think um, a lot of uh, championships... In recent years, like NHL and MLB that I'm thinking of, um, they've been won by the road team. It's it's uh, it's it's you know I find it a little bit disappointing for the for the road team that's winning it and they're not able to win it at home. Yeah, well, well, two things to for, that I would add on to that is last year, not it would have been impossible for the home team well, to yes. win because they played it at a neutral site stadium. Um, but uh, uh, I was kind of glad that they won it on the road because just imagine how how ugly it would have sounded and looked if if Atlanta won at home with the with with the chop going on. Uh, my original strikeout was to actually to to that like the fact that we're still talking about the chop instead of Atlanta as a team. So so I, I but I don't want to focus on that too much more for that and that's because I didn't really want to talk about that too much because we it's something that I think people need need to end. But it's something that also we need to stop 
talking about because it's been kind of driven into the in, into the ground as far as a subject for for podcasts. Yeah, that's for sure. I I have a a small small note about that, like that it's somewhat related to it, but it's well let, well let's let's talk about it now now that we're talking about it. Like, okay, well it's it's my sacrifice. That's why I didn't want to oh. get too far ahead. But I'll, I'll it's okay. I can go over it. So I, I wrote down that Houston is still being vilified as the cheaters and the bad guys in the in the World Series. So I'll give you an example. In that um, I was uh, on Wednesday, I had a day off. And I went to get my tires changed, went to Mr. Lube, happened to hear somebody. I guess they were, must have been a Braves fan uh, or maybe they were a baseball fan in general. I don't know. But someone just offhand mentioned like, you, oh, you must be really happy that uh, Houston lost or or that uh, Atlanta won. And, and they said something about, you know, Houston being a bunch of cheaters. And, you know, I, I kind of get that. Like it's, you know, they're they're going to get that reputation for a while. But uh, at the same time, that was... That was back in 2017. Uh, some we talked about this before. Some of the players are still there, sure, but uh, in this World Series in particular, I think that you, the argument could be made that the Braves are really the uh, the the people that should be, or you know, the team that should be vilified a little bit, even though even if they are like kind of like a um, you know the underdog type of team. The Cinderella story. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. was my sacrifice. Okay, no, that that that's, that's all fair, and and yeah, and until like we were saying last week, until until the entire uh, offensive side, uh, offensive players uh, turn over, like until we see Jose Altuve and Bregman, uh, like they were there go, and I think Correa is going to sign with another team this offseason because he they just announced that the Astros offered him something like 160 million over five or six years, which is uh, a low ball. Uh, offer anyways but he's, he's probably gonna leave so until all the all the main uh characters in that uh story leave they're gonna have that hanging over them i don't know i'd uh, sign for 160 million um yeah but, but it but it, but if you if that might be leaving and at least 40 million dollars on the table you have to think about these things uh so well let's let's go back to your strikeout because you said that well, I'm gonna, your I'm gonna original with, strikeout yeah, yeah no i'm gonna start with my error actually because we were just talking about zach granke hitting a ball and i i i said last week that he's probably the last pitcher to hit uh, a ball in the major leagues, but I, I realized I was leaving out Shohei Otani because uh, he he I, I assume they'll have him hit while he pitches, even if there is a universal DH going on uh, next year. Uh, but uh, I think Shohei Otani will ha- has have has many hits ahead uh, in his future. So so I was that's my error from last week. I don't think okay. Zach Greinke is the last pitcher to hit a, a well, ball. Well, I I hope that the Angels can uh, can maybe turn it around. If if the Blue Jays can't win. Uh, in the playoffs or the World Series, then I think I will. Uh, I would root for the Angels to get better for Shohei Otani's sake. And well, I'll give Mike you a Trout, preview to our season preview for next season. I I have a, I have this feeling like I, I wonder. I, I think that uh, Anaheim or Anaheim, Los Angeles, whatever they are, the Angels will be a surprise uh, team next year. I have. I but but we'll, I'll just leave it at that. Um, yeah. So, but my strikeout for this. Uh, this week is all the betting ads on during the World Series broadcast. Like it just, it's not so much. I guess the ads, if, if they were just ads and they didn't call attention to them in the broadcast, that'd be fine. But like, I just don't like the fact that they're saying like, "Oh, bet five dollars to win one hundred and fifty dollars." Like it's just like seems like they're, they're, it's more about getting easy money than actually watching uh, a, a good baseball game. Well, I that's a, and you hear that a, a lot thing. on podcasts too that you listen to. Uh, yeah. 
the reality, I guess, is just that sports betting is, um, I mean, sports betting is now legal, I guess, is what the, uh, is what the difference is. So there's, there's a big market there, both for advertising yeah. dollars and for, um, you know, for people making money in general on both sides. So it's, I don't, it I don't think like those I, are going to go away anytime soon. Uh, I know. I just don't, it just does, it doesn't seem very savory and like it's not that it's it's distasteful per se it just i don't like just how it how it feels when i hear them talking about like you know spend five dollars to, to to win 150 dollars and then and then you know like it just it just doesn't doesn't so is feel this, is this in game like as in the announcers in are reading yeah. them yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, During the that's, World that's a little different i think like if they were you know in on commercial breaks or something or just a pop-up sure on the screen yeah. um but yeah no that now the other side of it is like you know live reads from announcers is a lot of money for the broadcast, so that that's it's unlikely that that type of ad is going to go away for betting. Yeah, ads. no, but I, I have I have the feeling that betting websites and betting sites and casinos don't have a hard problem earning money. <laughs> you know, like advertisement. Sure, everybody could use a bit of advertisement, but it's not like it's it's crucial to their to their success. And you have to understand though, model. You have to understand though <laughs> that they want more money. Uh, it's it's not that they have trouble making money; is that they they want to make more of it. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> so it just seems kind of unsavory. It's not something I like to 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 see and hear as far as my advertisement, especially in game while I'm watching it, um, and in podcasts too. Um, yeah. Um, so I'll go to my sacrifice since you already hit yours. Uh, mine, uh, my sacrifice was uh, Max Fried's ankle. Um, the first. Uh, one of the in the first inning of the World Series game six, he uh, uh, had a he, he like was covering first on a putout, and I forget who stepped on his an- ankle, but a player mm. ran over his ankle trying to get to first base, and it looked like it, it didn't look good. It looked like it could be broken, but he actually ended up being okay, and he pitched like his his ankle's just fine, and he and he pitched a, a strong uh, game throughout the game, but, uh, yeah. So oh, that, that must've been, that must've been what I saw. I think someone must've been joking. Then I saw on Twitter, someone in passing saying something about it, like is his sock bloody or something, I guess in reference to, yeah. uh, uh, what's his name Kurt from Chilling. Boston? Kurt Chilling. Yeah. Kurt Chilling, yeah. Yeah, no. So, so this, so yeah. And, and I, in that play, actually, uh, the player who stepped on his ankle didn't actually, I think it was, it was Michael Brantley. Maybe, um, he didn't touch first base. So if they had, um, reviewed that, they might have had that play overturned uh, for the for the Atlanta side, but it it, it didn't matter in the end. But uh, the fact that uh, he had to uh, you know like take one for the team, as they say, and 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 and, <laughs> and uh, play through some maybe a little bit of pain, I assume uh, he, that's the sacrifice. Well, so that's why that's why I appreciate the safety base uh, in softball, where you have that's something the, that people are suggesting. The fielder uh, has to hit the orange ba- uh, yeah. bag. Yeah, the, the people are saying that uh, that uh, Major League Baseball should do something similar because um, I forget where I saw it, but someone was saying like to to actually like run to the bag, you can't take a straight line to to like touch the bag when you're running from home plate to first. If you had the 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 base in the in the uh, outfield in, in the foul zone, um, it would be a more straight route to the to the base. Mm. which is technically what the rule says you should be doing and you want to have this the straightest route to the base there's going to be your shortest route obviously and you're going to get there the fastest i guess i guess though if if the argument uh if there's an argument from baseball purists about the size of the bag or something you could just like have like a little orange slice and then it wouldn't make the base too big and you could make them happy 
Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, you can never make a baseball purist happy. You should know that. Happier, okay. <laughs> well, um, you can. You, the only way to make a baseball purist happy is to not change anything. <laughs> uh, I'll hold on to my home run for a little bit, but uh, just want to keep going with the World Series. You mentioned a lot of intentional walks in the World Series. Um, I I didn't think that there were. Now, which side was that on? Was it on both teams both, or was both, it both sides? I, I I can't remember any. Like I don't remember any specific ones. Maybe I can go to my. Well, no, I'm not going to go. Well, because I was I was wondering cause... if that was maybe like the Braves giving Houston a lot of intentional walks because I can't really think of uh, too many big hitters on the Braves side. But well, I, mean, I think I don't it was know more the fact that uh, it, I think it was they, they they happened more in Atlanta. I want to say because they had an open base and they had like a weaker hitter near the bottom of the order coming up. Uh, but uh, like I just haven't seen so many intentional walks all season long. I can't remember a specific time where like a Blue Jay was intentional walked. Um, well, actually, yeah, even, that's a good point. I don't remember seeing a lot of intentional walks during the season while that's, that's watching my, the Blue Jays. That's basically my point. Like I don't. You, it's becoming a rarity to see teams intentionally walk another another batter because. Like it's it's every every player can 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 get a hit in any situation, um, and I, I'm just curious how uh, I should have done research, but again, uh, this is a research free podcast. Um, I'm curious what the number of, of intentional walks in the playoffs uh, this year, especially compared to uh, in the regular season, uh, added up to be. As well, maybe not maybe not total number, but but uh, uh, like kind of intentional walks per game i wonder if, if if the average is higher in the playoffs than in the regular season well i think you know that it's a good point for for i think the strategy in the playoffs being different than a regular season like yeah you know yeah. tampa bay being the prime example of building a team for the regular season and then not having success in the playoffs and you know maybe and that's mostly because the strategy has to be a bit different so maybe that's why there's so Maybe well, you're if just teams that use... off one playoff though, because they made it to the World Series last year. I think it's just, uh, you know, sometimes it just comes down to bad luck too, and sometimes it, it comes down to your opponent is Boston, and their and their ballpark is is not a really a <laughs> a, a major league quality uh, stadium. Well, I don't know. I guess I was same just with, wondering same with Tampa Bay too, though. I guess. Wondering if the, <laughs> just the fact that maybe the the different strategy in the regular season, like in order to you know get your team in a good position for the playoffs, is why we don't see. Uh, the intentional walks, but they're because there's so few games in the playoffs compared to the regular season, and they matter more. That they use like they are more concerned about like the percentages for, you know, maybe yeah, anyone can hit, but they know that X player uh, can hit less well than than the one that's at the plate. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe if if you feel like doing some research, because I certainly won't. But if you feel like, oh, I'm not. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, then I we'll didn't even leave. research our own podcast. I was going to look up our preseason predictions for the postseason. I was going to listen back to our our season preview episode to figure out what I predicted, but I forgot to do that. So I can well, even you know research what? our own. Let's do that right now, since we're talking about it. I have. I, I sent you. A screenshot yes. of my picks. So let's talk about my picks because um, I, I think I can kind of remember what yours were based off. Well, of Well, I think I, I I know for uh, well I know, don't know for a fact, but I am reasonably sure that I picked the Braves as the NL East champion. I think that you're right. I think that you did. Um, I picked the Mets, so I was totally off on that. In the Central, I picked the uh, Brewers, and yeah, I was right. We and both that, did. And that was really if, talking about no research. That that was the one division where I was relatively sure of because people were over um, 
over, I guess, estimating what uh, the Cardinals could do. It turned out that they ended up making the playoffs in the end, but I think people were, were, were making them to be a better team than they actually were. And I thought that the Brewers, like I said before, the pitching staff was their strength and people yeah. weren't really thinking about that. Um, and I had the Dodgers to beat the West and I was wrong by one game. By one game. <laughs> well, I think we both picked the Dodgers. I remember that. Yeah. So I think yeah, and, uh, I think the only difference for us, probably what for the National League was the NL East and maybe the Wild Cards. I think maybe I picked Cardinals. Maybe I picked the Mets as the second I think you one. The Cardinals. I thought you. I thought maybe you picked the Cardinals to win the Central, but or did you pick them for no, the? No, I, I picked Brewers for the Central. Okay. Yeah. So I picked the Padres and the Braves for the Wild Card. Uh, and and yeah, the Giants obviously. Oh, maybe I picked the Padres somewhere. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you did. Um, and in the East, I had the Yankees winning the East, which was wrong. I had the White Sox winning the Central, which was right. And that was a pretty easy one. I had the A's winning the West. And I think you had Houston winning the West. And you had Minnesota winning the Yeah, Central. I was going to say, I think the Twins I picked. I didn't realize that I picked uh, Houston, so I was right on that one. That's good. <laughs> we um, both had the Blue Jays as a wild card. Yeah, and I had the Angels as the wild card, so that was that was not right. Um, my my worst teams I did have though. I, we remember we picked worst teams. I had the Orioles and the Pirates as the worst teams, <laughs> so I got that right. Yeah, Baltimore. I don't remember if I picked uh, Pittsburgh as a worst team, but definitely Baltimore. I don't think you could. I think you could. Uh, that would be the worst bet to make. Speaking of sports betting, to bet on the Orioles to be the worst team, you would get the lowest payout. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So. Anyways, this podcast is being brought to you by betting at casinos dot <laughs> casino. I don't know. Anyways, um, what, what's your who's doing a home run? Who's, who's uh, it? Well, I, I can go. I've got a home run because that's it's it's a Blue Jays related home run. And we can we can oh, get into okay, some yeah. Blue Jays news. So um, the home run was that uh, Vlad did win an award. And it's I, I didn't know that this was an award, but inaugural one Marshall Marshall. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Marichal. Uh, award for best player from the Dominican Republic in the MLB. So um, I think that's well-deserving. I I don't know what the, you know, all of the players from the Dominican Republic are, but uh, I think that is uh, that was a good choice. I think yeah, I'm, Vlad and, is, unless Unless is Shohei Otani is also from the Dominican <laughs> Republic, I think it's safe to say that, that Vladi is the best player. Uh, player from the Dominican in, in baseball. And it's fun, actually. Uh, I, I've seen, like, uh, screen grabs of, like, him uh, at the in the Dominican League games, like, on, on the bench for, I think, the Lyons Leo, uh, team, uh, the team that he used to play for. Uh, he's not playing with them, but he's just at the games and enjoying himself and, and now in the dugout <laughs> having fun <laughs> with the team. So that's good. Um, talking about the Blue Jays, too, my home run is that Alex Anthopoulos finally – won uh the world series and like you hear a lot of people kind of just like lamenting the fact that he's gone from the jays but whatever like that's like five years ago whatever yeah it was. Uh, I, but i it, don't think just... that he would have I, I don't think that he would have necessarily done better with the blue jays had he stayed on I, yeah i don't know what the team would have looked like and who knows if if he knew he was going out after the, 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 when he left and he, that's why he made those aggressive uh, trades when he did. But my, my point is basically just that he he is a baseball lifer. He went from, uh, you know, cold calling the Expos, uh, you know, answering fan mails to a, to a scout, to to an assistant GM, to to to, to being a, a, a GM in, in in both the Jays and, 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 and the Braves, and he won his World Series. So he put all, he put in all the hard work over years and years and years and years, and 
and yeah, he fi- he finally got it. So so congratulations to to, to Double A. Nice. Um, and uh, so keeping on with the Blue Jays news, there's been a couple of things that that came out this week. Um, just on on players currently on the roster. Uh, Nate Pearson had hernia surgery, and uh, apparently his recovery time is one month. So that's a good sign for the upcoming season. Yeah, I, did you add that note in, or did I? I don't even. I, don't I added that in. It. Okay, okay. Yeah. I don't remember doing that. Um, oh yeah, there's my note about the walks. Um, yeah, I, I had a, I tweeted this uh, after the World's during the World Series Game Six, and I, I talking about the World Series. I don't think. Like if the Jays had made like a run into the playoffs, I don't think their bullpen would have held up. Like you look at all the pitchers that, well, first of all, that Atlanta used their their strength was the bullpen. But then you look at look at all the all the pitchers that that Houston had to go through uh, to counter that because they were getting they were just getting hit hard. So I don't know if the if if Toronto just had the had the depth and reliability, even though it was stronger after the trade deadline um, for the bullpen in order to make a. a, a uh, an extended playoff run. I I think yeah, and I, I think I talked about this during the season, like before they made their changes to the bullpen, that the Blue Jays were built for seven inning games, um, oh, yeah. and there were I think after the trade deadline they were barely built for nine inning games. Like after they had I think maybe I would say definitely three top relievers, but and maybe four, but after that not so great. So yeah, I think that's probably uh, I think that's. That makes sense. Um, some other other Blue Jays news. So there was some contract news, I guess. Um, yeah, talking about some some more pitching news here. Yeah. So I saw this this morning or last night. I think it was last night. At, uh, the Jays extended qualifying offers to both Ray and Simeon. That's just kind of pro forma. Yeah. They're not gonna. They're they're gonna turn those down. But in case, so uh, if they but sign they'll get draft team, picks. Yeah, they'll get, get draft picks. picks as compensation if they sign but somewhere else. More interestingly, um, Stephen Matz, uh, they're not going to extend a qualifying offer. So that probably means that he's uh, moving on from the Jays. Is probably what it's going to mean. Uh, but but uh, I think the qualifying offer was something like eighteen million dollars or whatever. So he thinks he can make more or at least get a longer term contract than one year. Um, I think it's possible. So, I, I don't and, and and that being said, I don't know that. Yeah, I don't think that the Jays are going to uh, resign him because I think I think yeah, like uh, the um, other other podcasts have, have have said you know like there's just uh, like he's he's good at the price that he's he's at currently, but but uh, you don't want to put too much money into 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 his 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 arm. He might he might turn back into a, a pumpkin uh, <laughs> next year. Well, um, so that's that's a little disappointing if he does move on because then we won't have uh, our, our namesake pitcher. Well, pitcher. Maybe that'll have to be our, our C team or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't. I don't think other than that. I think that's pretty much all the Blue Jays news that has come out this week. Um, I, I don't uh, count. Yeah, as far as I know, I don't count all the Rogers boardroom stuff because that's no longer in the Blue Jays conversation. I think so. Uh, let's yeah. let's steer clear of that. But yeah, I, get I think that that's... confused with that succession show on HBO. <laughs> the the storylines are just too too convoluted. I, I'm just I'm just sticking to uh, my Great Canadian Baking Show. And and and, and if if one of the Rogers uh, family wanted to like make some scones, that'd be pretty interesting. Mm. Well, uh, so we'll we'll keep an eye out for for more Blue Jays news. But I think it's going to be fairly quiet until the winter, right? Well, yeah. Like I think um, unless something. Speaking, here's my next note. Uh, that the, unless uh, we have some more 
talks hammered out and they come to an agreement before uh, December the 1st, if nothing happens in November, it's going to be a very quiet winter because what's uh, right now, the, the, the Players Association, they, they made their second uh, economic proposal to the MLB. Um, so uh, the owners have, have the next move to kind of counter it and all that stuff. So it's, there's going to be lots of back and forth and... Uh, the next step really to happen is is that they're gonna like they have like they're gonna do if they can't come to agreement by the time the uh, CBA expires, which is December first, there will be a, a lockout. So and that basically means that all um, play all like player movement signings trades is is gonna be frozen until they come to an agreement. So mm. probably if it, it will be a very cold and frigid winter as far as uh, transactions go <laughs> if there is. A lockout, which the rosters will be frozen. Yeah, the rosters will be frozen because not only legally it will be quite a cold winter time, <laughs> um, but yeah. So 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 probably like I, I'm hearing that there's a lot of um, I guess uh, optimism that they will come to agreement and, and the season will start on time. But uh, we're gonna have we're gonna have a lockout because that's just a, a legal step. It's it, People might might paint that as a negative, but it's just a, a legal step that that has to be done as part of the negotiations. It's part of, you know, part of everything. It's, it's just what's going to happen, and, and we just have to have to. So again, again, I think that is another situation of about the the season starting on time. I mean, everybody wants money, but they all want more money. So not starting the season on time would be really bad for the league. Uh, that's why that's of, why people are are thinking that it's going to start on time because yeah. they've had two straight years where the economic like they haven't been been bringing in um the money that they had planned and hoped for because you know the pandemic year they literally couldn't have any fans in the stands and even this year a lot of teams still weren't at 100 percent capacity including the toronto blue jays all right well speaking of the blue jays again they are still not playing next week and there's also no baseball next week well, no major league for... baseball. There, are, there is Arizona <laughs> Fall League action. I'm going to have to check the schedule to see when that All Star game and, and, and the finals are, are coming about because I think those are the only two games that air uh, on the MLB Network. And there is always the um, Dominican League. Uh, if you, I guess maybe I'll try to, to to just get one of those like Spanish learning language apps and, and just trying to kind of learn on the go. Uh, okay. Well, Spanish. You know, there there are some similarities to French. Uh, in some some words, and so you can kind of pick out uh, some things here and there. Well, yeah, but like it's it's just happened so quickly, and there's so much energy, and there's also you know like baseball is not a uh, the baseball language itself is not necessarily um, a straightforward language with all the all the all the, ba- the metaphors and things like that, like frozen rope and ducks on the pond, things like that. So who knows what <laughs> what the equivalent in in Spanish that would be? So. Well, um, bef- I guess that's our last bit about baseball. But how about before before we wrap up baseball for the season, uh, or at least current baseball well, gonna, for the season? Yeah, we're, we, we'll get to some awards Hang probably in the, in the coming shows. But yeah, um, let's uh, w- let's pick just a just out of uh, random pick a World Series winner for next year. For next year, yeah. Um, well, that's gonna be a hard. Hard question, but I will um, pick. Let's see here. Who will I pick? I will pick the Dodgers. I don't know. That's the easy, easy <laughs> pick because I know um, that they have the money to, to throw around. Well, I I think it's uh, I, I'll 
go out on a limb and say uh, the White Sox. Okay, no, yeah. that's also that's not too pick. much of a limb, but it's yeah, it's but a possibility. Could, you know, like the Yankees. Yankees could be uh, one. The the Red Sox. Uh, another uh, Atlanta could repeat. Uh, you could see um, the Mets somehow find some direction, which I doubt. But you know, <laughs> so but but I'm just going. If we're talking about about betting, I will take the the safe bet and go for the Dodgers. All right. Well, uh, let's move on then to our uh, to our little segment about the the Senators. There's there's a lot more news coming out of the Senators for than uh, compared to baseball. Um, so they had a a pretty bad week this week they were outscored 20 to 9 and each of the games they allowed five goals so their goal differential uh (laughs) matched up their 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 win-loss record this week yeah so um they uh they got one point in the week they lost 5-4 in overtime against minnesota but that was that was the only point that they got so um, that was probably the game to watch of the week am i right um as in terms of like whether it was a good game or not um yeah, entertainment value. yeah yeah i'd say so um they i think that game they they were down pretty early i think it was so we we went out really briefly before the game started um and uh we came back and the game had just started and it was already two nothing minnesota so i think they regrouped after the first period and came back to tie the game but uh the, the whole week, it's been defensive mistakes, and that's that's pretty much what uh, what cost them each game. But that's the bright side is that they got a point. <laughs> now, speaking of defensive mistakes, I, I I was reading that, and I don't know whether they he actually did this because I did not watch any uh, hockey games this week. But I I, I saw something that, that for for yesterday's game against Tampa Bay, they were thinking about uh, DJ Smith was thinking about splitting up Zub and they did about. Shabbat? They did. Um, they, they did, did. split them up. How did that work out? Um, well, they lost five to three. First of all, I I I didn't watch the game. I was listening to it. Um, it the, so it actually that game actually wasn't too bad. Um, it was one nothing after the first period, and they they tied it mm-hmm. up uh, oh, for, for Tampa. Tampa Bay. Uh, Senators tied it in the second, and then Tampa Bay went ahead two to one. And I think after the second period, it was two two. Uh, the Senators tied it up right at the end of the second. Um, I'm not sure how. T- again, I was just listening to it, so I wasn't fully paying attention. But uh, I, uh, the Tampa Bay just took a you know they scored a, a goal midway through the third maybe um the only reason it was five to three is because the last goal was an empty net goal um but i think defensively they could have done better but i think it was not a bad game uh in terms of they just unfortunately couldn't keep it tied at least to get get it into overtime oh and i've got another trivial aside for you we've been talking about uh we've mentioned uh, Tampa Bay a lot throughout this podcast on both the hockey and the, and, and the baseball side. Um, here's something that I learned this just this 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 postseason for baseball, um, courtesy Joe Posnanski. Um, Tampa Bay is actually the name of the area and not the city. So like it's Tampa and St. Petersburg, but Tampa Bay is like it's like you know like the Bay Area for San Francisco and Oakland. Right, so right. so it's, so 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 like Tampa Bay is just the region. So that's that's just something uh, something that that popped into my brain that I thought I would I would add in there. Interesting. So I guess you know you could 
for the people that argue that Canada isn't in Ottawa, well, well it is officially, but Ottawa is the region. So, uh, so even if, for example, uh, Eugene Melnick goes with his threat and moves the team to Gatineau, that's still the Ottawa region. So there you go. Yeah. Um, so, but the, the week did actually start out on a, on a good point before they even played a game. Uh, Drake Batherson was named the second star of last week. Uh, okay. he had three goals and three assists in two games. Um, Matt Murray came back from injury. He started against Chicago. Um, and, uh, I guess in, in the middle of the week, we can maybe let's, let's talk about this a little bit. So Kachuk was named the 10th captain in franchise history. But yeah, they named they didn't name him captain during the game. They they waited until after their five one loss against Vegas at home, and they announced it on Twitter and social media. Well, from what I heard uh, via I think Graham Nichols, um, he was saying that uh, Mel, Eugene Melnick wanted to be there to kind of make the final decision and and, and put the stamp on it. Uh, but here's something that's uh, that that is just my my brain went to is. He's the. There's been ten captains in Ottawa history. Like I was thinking back, like I can't think of. I can only think of maybe like four or five. There was Kachuk, and then there was uh, Carlson before him, Alfredson before Carlson, Yashin before Alfredson, and then who was Randy before? Randy Cunningworth like, was before Randy Cunningworth. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. And then, but then there's five more after that. I think Laurie Boschman. Laurie Boschman yeah, was the first captain. Yeah, we don't have to go through all no. the whole list. I don't. But, but, but well, especially because I don't know the whole list. <laughs> Yeah, but that that seems like a, a lot of captains over the years. But uh, anyways, that's just something that, that that number kind of surprised me. Well, I th- I think the reason for the number of captains is because there was a lot of turnover in the first few years. Like Randy Cunningworth oh, yeah, yeah. was, I think when he was captain, that was when they first made uh, the, playoffs the playoffs in '97. Yep. I think he was captain yep. before that, but they probably had a lot of turnover between then and like the, when they entered the league and when they they got into the playoffs. But I think also in the early 90s, um, there was, it kind of was more of, I want to call it a requirement that teams had a captain. Like it wasn't, I don't think it was normal for teams to go without a captain is what I mean. So Maybe, maybe, yeah. yeah. I don't really, but I, I wasn't paying too much attention to that stuff when I was uh, a teenager. No. But, uh, yeah. yeah. But as far as, um, uh, you know, I, I understand, you know, Melnick, I know that he wanted to, like they said all all along, like they want Mel want uh, Melnick wanted to be involved with naming the captain, but I I'm surprised that they did it just on social media. Like you know maybe they could have done it as a surprise during a home game or something. Um, I mean a two o'clock Saturday game probably wasn't the right game to do it, but um, I don't know. I think they could have maybe on social media say like oh we're gonna name a captain soon on this date or whatever so come out and i don't know I, yeah well yeah i don't, I don't I, they can whatever it's he's the captain you know people aren't going to really a year from now are going to remember the circumstances of how he was named captain but you mentioned the 2 p.m saturday start now here's here's something that that i kind of uh, talked with you about offline a little bit is do you think these regional saturday afternoon games hurt the senators brand kind of like on like a national level like i don't do, think, do you think so. that they make them sort of like an, an an also ran or kind of people forget about them as a, as a team in the nhl because no. they're just kind of stuck to playing saturday afternoon games all the time i i don't think so and and here's here's why uh this is just going off the top of my head so um 
number one reason is because uh, the national games, they always feature the Maple Leafs at 7 o'clock. There's always a Maple Leafs game. Even if they're out west, they play at 7 o'clock. Then there's the Montreal Canadiens. So going back to the Leafs for a second, though, like pretty much every day, there's always some sort of headline about the Maple Leafs. The running joke is, and what does Austin Matthews think about this unrelated Maple Leafs news? Um, Because they're always talking about the Maple Leafs, Matthews, um, and then... And then, yeah, then there's the Canadians. There's always a 7 o'clock Canadians game. So they, if unless the Senators are playing the Maple Leafs or the Canadians, they usually, and even when they're playing the Canadians, they stick the Senators on a secondary channel. And, you know, they may not get a national uh, audience. So I don't think that but, it but hurts the Senators' on, on, brand. If they're, if they're stuck playing in the afternoon, only the, I think they're blacked out across the, uh, well, yeah, because nat- it's a regional game. Yeah, so 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 like people don't get to see them play very often at all. But I I think what I'm saying is that the national media for when they're broadcasting them nationally, they're not paying attention to Ottawa anyways. So it's so how do you fix that? How do you make them? Uh, I guess they just have to start winning more games and be more exciting. Is that is that is that the? That's one way. The, I think the remedy? other way is trying to get the national media to be a little bit more um, democratic, I guess, about their coverage. Like, you know, maybe, but that's never going to happen because the bulk of the viewers that they get are Toronto Maple Leafs fans. So they're going to cater to the Maple Leafs. Like they're very Toronto centric. So, so you're saying that the media is a fascist organization <laughs> because they just follow follow the money and go for the lowest common denominator. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> sure. I don't know. But um <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I, I don't think that it's going to hurt. It doesn't hurt the Sens brand. It doesn't make it, it doesn't help it, but it's not making it any worse. <laughs> I don't think there's a, it can get much worse. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, the the last uh, last Senators news I had on here is yesterday it was confirmed. So a couple days ago, Watson was placed on the COVID protocol and they confirmed yesterday that Watson has COVID. Um, so I don't know how long he'll be out, but I was mentioned to you that that's a little disappointing because he's, he's, while he's not a great player, he's kind of a, a spark for the team and mm-hmm. he's, he's not a liability. So, uh, it's, it's too bad that he's out, but, um, I'm sure Hopefully it won't be for too, too long. I, yeah. Cause like I, I said, I assume that he's vaccinated. Yeah. So. I don't know what the protocol is for the NHL when they say COVID protocol, like how long they have to stay out for, but yeah, we'll see. Um, and this is only slightly related to the Senators, but um, Eichel was traded to Vegas. Um, Jack Eichel. Jack Eichel, yeah. So he was uh, so he was traded from Buffalo, so another Atlantic Division rival. Um, the the general feedback that I saw online was that what Vegas had to give up was considered small. Um, so like I think some Senators fans were wondering, were thinking, well, we could have given up or a similar package and gotten Eichel. But I think there's, there's a couple of things going into that. Like, I mean, the small return definitely What's has his contract status. Like, is he oh, a free I... agent after this year kind of thing? Is that, that no, the, I think the he's under contract, well? but like okay. he's, he's an unhappy player that, you know, the teams know he wants to leave Buffalo. So that's sort of like the situation that Ottawa had with Heatley. Like, you know, so that kind of that reduces the package that you're going to get in return, anyways, because the team knows that he's not going to play for you, so uh, they don't have to give up as much. And then 
he he wants to go under like I, I think it's something to do with his back and he wants to get a surgery that is uninsured so what that means is that is it uh, uninsurable or un- the surgery itself is uninsured uh i guess the surgery itself is uninsured like by the okay. um so like if for so what i mean is like um most injuries most contracts are insured against injury so that if they're unable to play then the team isn't on the hook for the salary but for an uninsured surgery like this if he's not able to play again then vegas would have to pay out the contract like insurance wouldn't pay out the contract well like we've said so it's before, a risk. Uh, vegas uh, has has lots of uh, money to spend <laughs> and and uh, they are clearly willing to gamble so um, yes. ah, I see but but yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like it's it's a bit of a risk to trade for a player who you may who may not like the potential is he may not play for you and you have to pay out his salary. Well, so, the, but they didn't have to give up much, so it's not mm-hmm. that really not that big of a risk for them. So no, but so that's that's where where that's going. But so that means that uh, good news for the Senators, I guess, is that Eichel will no longer be in uh, the Atlantic Division, so they don't have to face him anymore. He will no longer be not playing in the Atlantic Division. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, they they showed some highlights of Eichel scoring against uh, Ottawa, so he's it, it's good for for Ottawa that he's not in the in the same division anymore. Uh, sure. So looking ahead, they've got another busy week this week. Um, they play Tuesday against Boston, Thursday against LA. So they're only a, um they're only at uh, they're only out of town on Tuesday. The rest of the games are at home. Uh, Thursday versus LA. Saturday versus Pittsburgh. That's the game that I'm going to. Oh, and yeah. uh, Sunday versus Calgary. So I think... So, and, and, and contrary to what we were just saying before, Saturday is, is, is an evening game, 7 o'clock start that you're yes, going and to. Yes, that, and that is... Uh, I'm... Like I, I told you before, I'm 100% sure that the reason it's a it's a national game is because it's a game featuring Sidney Crosby. So right. that's another reason behind Toronto, Montreal, uh, you know, Crosby. That's that's the reason. Uh, it's all the about reason. the eyeballs. <laughs> yeah. um, so I, th- and don't I think... And don't forget to make... to re- You have to request uh, Paul Anka for me. And, and you said that, it, I guess, it's Casino Royale night. So so his music would be yeah. especially uh, appropriate for, for a, a, a casino-themed night. Well, we'll we'll have to see what happens. Um, what I was going to say, though, is uh, it looks like a fairly... I wouldn't call it an easy week, but I think they have a good chance of getting at least a couple of wins in there. I think their hardest game will be Sunday against Calgary because I, I put their the team records that they're playing as of Sunday morning. Um, you know, Boston and LA both have five wins. Pittsburgh has four wins. I think Pittsburgh is not playing well because they have a lot of injuries, including Crosby. He's out right now. Uh, but Calgary, their record is seven one and three. So Calgary, I I didn't realize that they've been playing really well. So that'll uh, be a a, a Kachuk uh, brother face off as yes. well. Oh, and speaking of which, I uh, when uh, a, a photo that went around that no one had seen before um, of the Kachuk brothers at an All Star game with I Alfredson. saw that with Alfie. <laughs> I'm not sure how that never came out, but uh, that was that was kind of cool. Um, yeah. So I I hope that at least they win against Pittsburgh uh, and. Because it would be nice to be at a game where they win. I think you know what yeah. we uh, Vanessa and I were talking. I think the last game that we went to see uh, was uh, a game in November 2019. So like right at the end of November. 
the last game that Krista and I went to see, she was uh, pregnant with Leo, I want to say. And Carlson was still playing. So that would have been 20... It was like March or April. So it would have been 20... It must be March 2018, I want to say. Hmm. Yeah, 2018. That was the last time we went to a game. Um, I will probably be watching the Tuesday uh, night game against Boston. Saturday night, um, I will not be watching that game. And I'll tell you why. Because we're going to get this is getting to the personal stuff. Um, Krista and I, we held our first annual Christmas movie draft. And Saturday night is the first night of our Christmas movie uh, watch throughout the, the, throughout the, 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 the holidays. Um, and so my, my first draft pick, well, what, first of all, what would you, if you were going to have a, a Christmas movie draft, what would be your, your number one pick? Um, hmm. Well, and I guess it has to be a Christmas movie, right? Yes. Well, it's the Christmas movie watch. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Christmas movie. Um, I, I don't know that I could really name a number one cause I'm not really a, a huge uh, Christmas movie watcher, but um, you're a bit of a Grinch, then, aren't you? Um, now this movie is not. I'm. I'm fairly. I've looked at it up before, and I, I think it's still the case, but it's not streaming anywhere. Um, but the the Muppet Family Christmas, not the Christmas. Uh, no, Carol. no, well, no, no. But see, that's a Christmas special. I should have mentioned that we 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 are omitting Christmas specials. There's just full length movies. So 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 that oh, this that is would a not movie. Count. No, it's not a movie. It's that's a Christmas special. That was a TV special. Well, I think that that uh, that this it still qualifies. But I would probably watch that. Is my choice. Well, your first draft choice would be disqualified because it goes against the rules. But uh, my my um, we 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 have um, Christmas Eve and and American Thanksgiving um, are blocked off already because we, we, we usually watch a miracle on 34th street on, on American Thanksgiving. Cause that's like about a movie about Thanksgiving basically. And it we, crosses over. Yeah. Yeah. It crosses over. That's basically it. And, and then on Christmas Eve, we always watch it's a wonderful life. So, so those movies are off. off the now hang on miracle on 34th street. Shouldn't you watch that in, in like different parts? So you watch the Thanksgiving part and then you stop it and then keep watching it throughout the month of Christmas leading up to uh, Christmas Eve. Uh, maybe, uh, that would be kind of, uh, that would, that would, uh, mess with the narrative though. Um, so my, my first pick, and I was doing more of a strategic pick because, you know, our, 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 our Christmas movie week is pretty much mapped out with the top favorites. Our top favorites are, are, are Scrooge, Elf, and National Lampoons. But my, my first pick was more of a strategic pick. Um, uh, it's like, you know, if, if, if a team need is, a, is, has, has a need at catcher or, or, or in hockey, like an, an offensive defense, you would draft by team need. So um, my first pick was Goodfellas. And I picked this coming uh, Saturday to watch it because we picked the day that we watched it as well. So, so Goodfellas is my, is my, my Christmas movie first uh, first overall. I've, I've never seen that movie, so I don't know how it, at all it is. Is it? Does it have Christmas in it? Is that the well? Only... There's a, well, it has Christmas in it. Um, because if that's we, if we, that's your your uh, your requirements, then I would then let's just go. Uh, I'll go with Star Trek Generations. Does it have Christmas in it? Yeah, there's in Picard's Nexus segment. He's having Christmas with his family, in for some reason in Victorian England uh, clothing and everything. 
Okay, well that that's 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 fine. That that would be that would be allowable in the rules. We've we've made this one a traditional Christmas movie because like they have like there's this big like scene where you show all the gangsters show up dead and it's Christmas time and 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 they also have a big I think there's like a a, a scene in Thanksgiving where they're like making a big a big meal and they're like they're they're all like coked out and like paranoid about like uh, uh, helicopters you know chasing them and stuff. So so uh, Goodfellas is my number one uh, draft selection for the Christmas movie draft. Well, um, I, uh, I don't think that I would watch that as a, as a movie. So anyway, um, all right, well, we're in the personal stuff then. So let's, uh, let's start out here. I'm going to, I'll start out with my strikeout. Um, this is, uh, this is hockey related again, actually. So I decided, um, I, I don't play a lot of video games, but uh, I decided to, to start playing some again. And so I've been playing NHL Legacy for the PS3. I don't have, you know, I don't have the latest fancy video games. Uh, like I don't have a PS5 or a Switch or whatever. Or an Atari so 2. So NHL Legacy is, um, the rosters are from the 2015-2016 season. It's, it's basically NHL 16. So uh, I decided I would have some fun and, and try to turn a bottom feeding team around uh, to to make it into a, a dynasty type of team. So I, I picked the Arizona Coyotes because uh, they're generally a, a pretty bad team, but they have some players with upside. For instance, um, uh, oh, what's his name now? Ekman Larson, I think. Anyway, uh, Oliver Ekman Larson. Yeah. Yes. So. Um, the, the the strikeout is because I have it on the highest difficulty setting, and in Jan, mid-January on on the game, my team is in a playoff spot. So this is this is bad because I want to be able to use my unrestricted free agents to get draft picks and players under contract. And and uh, if if my team is in a playoff spot, then I can't get rid of them. I have to keep them. So it's uh it's it's a bit of a dilemma. I see. Um, sorry, I was just checking their, the, the the Coyotes' record for 2016, and they they were they weren't terrible. I don't think they were last, but no, they weren't. No. Well, that's a dilemma, and and I, I hope that you work that out. Um, you're gonna. I think that you what you should do is just tear the team down and go for a long term rebuild with that one. Um, so my strikeout is uh, it's, it's kind of a double strikeout here. I, I have I have lots to talk about. Um, is daylight savings first of all? Uh, we we don't need. We, uh, like there's, there's no investment into daylight savings because it ended uh, today, and that just means that uh, the children wake up at 5:30 instead of 6:30, and so it's just not 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 good if you have children. So I think that maybe they could have like a a, a system where where people with children don't have to follow it, and people. Hey, we we who, talked about this at the start of our podcast. Is you're supposed to adjust their bedtimes by 15 minutes. Uh, leading up to the time change and there's a clear solution you're supposed to but that just doesn't happen um you know we 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 had um uh, we were having a birthday party for a friend of ours over in the backyard uh last yesterday evening and so there was cake there was running around kids were literally rolling around in the dirt outside and they were just wiped out by 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 6 30 so there's no way they were gonna we were gonna uh, extend their bedtime, so it's just that's not a not a, a, a reasonable solution. But my other my other uh, strikeout is uh, Christmas lights. I put up the Christmas lights uh, on Friday, um, 
And I always find a way to make a mistake out of the Christmas lights. Um, so my mistake this time around was I put them on backwards. I put the, the plug on the wrong side. So I had to start over and, and put them back up again. Uh, so that, that's my strikeout. Interesting. I, I, would, I don't call uh, – I'm not listing this as a strikeout, but uh, or but I found it interesting is that um, – so one of the, the regular routes we take to the grocery store, uh, we saw that um, – so Halloween lights have been and decorations have been up all October or whatever. And this one house, pretty much as soon as uh, November 1st hit, they already had their Christmas lights up and on. So I thought that was kind of funny. But. We saw a Christmas tree in a window. I think it was like November. Like at, at, I don't remember exactly what day, but it was like Wednesday at the latest. We saw like a, a decorated Christmas tree in a window <laughs> in, in our neighborhood, which, I, you know, that's totally cool. Like, that, no, I don't have I, a problem I, with it. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not one of those people who who think it's it's a crime to have Christmas decorations up before Remembrance Day or whatever. So yeah, no, no, no. Um, I, I I I am curious as to how our Christmas tree this year will will work out because we've got uh, two busy toddlers and a cat. So we'll see how that works out. <laughs> uh, well, going on to my sacrifice is uh, so we finished last night watching Only Murders in the Building. Don't tell me the yep. ending. And um, I won't, but uh, it's a sacrifice because uh, so it was a great show. I really liked it, and I, yeah, and it's funny. There's actually one the uh, the the, 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 the uh, sign language episode was, was oh you was a really interesting one, right? choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I really liked that one. It was I, I think overall throughout the the, the series they did some interesting um, interesting visual and. Um, creative storytelling um I, I i will note that i was right about one guess uh early in the season but i won't uh i won't tell you about it obviously okay, but okay. the reason why i listed it as a sacrifice is because um there are no more episodes to watch and it, yeah even though it has been <laughs> renewed for a second season um it's it's uh it's a little disappointing that there's there's nothing left to watch after it's done there's i know that's with shows and like that. That's definitely a disappointment. And, and it's, I, I, so I was going to say that in, in general, like that's the the same thing with most TV shows. Is you know when it's done, you have to either wait for something else to come out, or um, you know, yeah, or sorry, wait for more for the se- the second season or next season to come out, or find something else to watch. And it's just disappointing when uh, I guess it's that's the reason a, a good argument for not binging a show. Is to just yeah. sp- spread it out a little bit. Well, and I, I thought when I first started, maybe the pilot episode was an hour long, but like no, it was I only thirty-four minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't realize they were they were so like half-hour episodes. Like, wow, yeah. these these go by so quickly. I didn't I didn't realize until like halfway through the season that they were half-hour episodes. No, but, it was uh, nice. It was actually yeah, it's yeah. a little easier to watch uh, uh, shows that way, and I think that the the short format actually kind of co- kind of matches with the podcast structure that they kind of gave it yeah i like all, all the all the kind of inside podcast uh kind of uh gags and jokes because yeah. if you if you listen to podcasts and i guess more specifically even true crime podcasts but the, I, I like all the all the all the 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 nods to podcasting in, in in the show too yeah i i don't i'm not a big true crime podcast listener but i mean it's not surprising that they went that angle because it's Pretty much ever since Serial came out, true crime is probably the most popular genre of podcast out there. And Maybe, yeah. Every, almost everybody has one. So, uh, But yeah, yeah. that's uh, – there is my, my sacrifice. 
Yeah, no, no, uh, no murders yet in this podcast. But uh, well, maybe, maybe who knows? Maybe the the the, the CBA negotiations will get really heated in the off season. Um, my sacrifice is uh, feeding toddlers um, every week, or every day. Like every day, I feed them. Not not every. We don't feed them only once a week. Um, but just you put all this food on the table, and they they only eat what they want to eat. So like the, my, the sacrifice is all the food that doesn't get eaten. Like I. I, I make them, uh, you know, for breakfast, I've been eating this uh, uh, vegan just egg, uh, fake egg product for on, on the weekdays. Weekends is real eggs, but weekdays is, is fake eggs for me. Um, and every day I put it on their plate and every day it goes and sits uneaten. <laughs> so uh, there's just always these, there's, there's never a meal unless it's unless it's macaroni and cheese for, for Bo especially um th- there's never um a meal where there's an entire aspect of it that doesn't go uneaten <laughs> and th- that's just how it goes that's that's why it's a sacrifice you know like it's it's it, you, you put it on their plate and they can eat it or not eat it it's their choice um i think i've i've read like somewhere like you know kids have to try something like a hundred times or something before they might like it um so it's just well just that in a, in a, a frustrating buds taste buds change over as you get older yeah. and i think there are specific foods that it's there's some articles i've read that you know things just don't taste good for for kids and but the taste buds evolve as they grow older so that's why well, we, we, don't, we don't feed them feed them you know like foie gras or anything like that <laughs> but like you know like it just like what well, you know well, specific types of vegetables for example just they it for kids it, they just don't taste good like it's it's i don't know why it's a weird cuz you think you know evolutionary uh reasons that you would want to enjoy vegetables from a young age but i don't know no i i, I think that uh the tv dinner has caused a spike in evolution uh amongst the human being population and 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 people and, and children prefer processed food as a result leo loves his starbucks uh, breakfasts <laughs> anyway <laughs> well, you he he gets coffee. What? <laughs> yeah, you know, feed him nothing but coffee. Yeah, so yeah, so that's my sacrifice feeding toddlers because it's it's a uh, much like like baseball. It's 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 a process. You got you got to follow the, the process, but uh, it doesn't always pay off the way you want it to in in the short term, at least. <laughs> well, I have a quick home run just to wrap up my personal stuff. I am on vacation from work next week, so uh, I have a bunch of things that I want to. I want to do to take care of around the house, but just in general, I get to take some time off work and, uh, yeah, it's, that's, that's my home run. Very easy. Yeah. That's, that's nice to have time off for sure. Um, my, I'm going to go, I'm going to add in a, 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 an extra aspect to our personal stuff. I'm going to add in a stolen base. Um, my stolen base this week is Halloween candy. Cause basically, um, the kids like Leo, especially really loves to eat his potato chips that he got for trick-or-treating but uh there is like a ton of candy that they got and also leftover candy that we didn't hand out uh as well so we have just tons of 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 leftover halloween candy that we're just you know like we have we have a stash and it's it's the kids trick-or-treat bags and so that's so (laughs) that's why i'm calling it my stolen base for the week all right uh did you say your home run yet not yet not yet Uh, my home run is the joy of washing non-stick pans uh, you know, when you get like stuff crusted onto them and it just comes right off when you wash them, it's just, it's just, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just some sort of like, uh, 
simple pleasure in life, but uh, when I'm washing those those nonstick pans and the, and the and the crusted food comes right off, it makes me very happy. They do wash very easily. I, I agree. I, uh, my 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 um, kind of dad hack to that as well is to wash them immediately after I cook them because if there's going to be anything stuck, it comes off easier, especially when it's still a hot um, pan. But I think in, unless you're like using. I think you you got to let them cool down a bit though because it's never a good idea to uh to apply water that is potentially cooler than the pan because that could crack the the pan and I don't know I you, you should maybe not wash them right away. Well, it, it, it they don't crack. So they they seem to not to be still non-stick. So you're playing so. playing with fire or maybe with uh electrical elements depending on what what stove you have. <laughs> well, I don't wash them on the stove. I wash them in the sink. <laughs> uh, well, okay. I think uh, I think that's that's about it for the podcast. Um, yeah. I, Quick we, note for for our listeners, though. I think I think we're going to go as starting starting now. I think we're going to go bi-weekly for the podcast. Is that the deal? Yeah, I, I think we should. Uh, I think that's what we were talking about. At least um, bi-week, bi-weekly means every two weeks. I assume. Yeah. Yeah, and and maybe we'll. T- like could take a little bit uh, m- more of a of a break because there's not as much news in the off season, and especially with the Senators, they don't play as many games, so there's not as mu- many games to cover if we talk about the Senators. So, uh, yeah, weekly is is not uh, the optimal schedule for the off season, I would say. Yeah, so we'll go every two weeks, and uh, yeah, we'll have we'll we'll have lots built up. At least I, I know I will, as far as as far as. <laughs> the 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 antics of of my family so yeah well um then i guess uh we won't see you next time but uh well we'll see the next time just next time won't be next week (laughs) all right all right okay well that's it we'll uh we'll talk to you later bye bye